0: Welcome to The Emergence, the podcast asking the question, what is possible when we are connected and in control? Today's episode is a commentary on why discovery should not be exclusive to distribution. This is something I've been working on for a while. My tunable web episode a couple episodes back was touching on this and I want to write an essay on breaking monopolies over our attention I've been working on for now three months. And, um, I just need to talk, continue to talk this through and I'm, I've talked to my friend Tim McLean, um, on a, some of these, ideas. And um, I just felt I needed to do another episode to really continue to unpack it because it's kind of a bigger idea that I truly don't even really understand yet. But it's something that uh, has been almost haunting me because of the nature of where the web is going. Uh, My son just, just yesterday had mentioned something about there are a lot of good things that he's finding on the web, which I absolutely agree. You know, YouTube is just a... It's a game changer for me and all the things that I've learned how to do. And, you know, I play guitar and I'm always on there learning, um, you know, new modes and, and new ideas for guitar and all these incredible guitars that are so wonderful in sharing um, the knowledge that they have. And, you know, I don't really have to uh, hire a, a handyman anymore because if there's a problem, I go to YouTube and I figure it out. So um, and, and even on Facebook and Twitter, there's some uh, amazing relationships and people that you can discover. So this is not talking about how bad things are. It's there there's great things of the connection. What my point is is that if we really want to evolve to that next level of of the market and our potential is that there needs to be some fundamental changes. I just don't know how somebody could really argue with that, especially somebody that's not in control, not in power to be able to influence things. So the the why discovery should not be exclusive to distribution is a little phrase that I came with to help me really have a better articulation of explaining this concept. So think about it. Amazon owns discovery of products. They really do when you look at the overall arcing uh, arching uh idea of the products that are sold through Amazon, they really own it their algorithm is directing us the consumer the people to find the products that best serves their interest in maximizing the profits of their organization so like in the uh, uh adam smith's free market and and talking about capitalism is it that the uh the invisible hand, all right, so the invisible hand of the producer, the invisible hand of the provider is is really controlling that to where what that means is that uh, people will, in their interest, just by nature, if you let them alone, they will do the right thing. And they will create a market of goods. Well, that is true. (laughs) They will do that. But what has not been explored as much, I guess, is the fact that they will do that. And when they can gain power, human nature will tell you that they are going to accumulate that and then they are going to take advantage of that and take advantage and influence the consumer. That is the invisible hand, the invisible hand. Google owns discovery of information. You know, there's 56.5 billion web pages indexed through Google. Think about all the information. You know, the things I'm finding on YouTube. It's great, it's incredible. But think about all the information that is out there on the web today, as of today. And Google... When we go on Google, they control that. That's their invisible hand. I mean, there there are regulations, and believe me, that they have to, in, in this market, they do have to abide by certain regulations, but when you talk about the laissez-faire of, of capitalism is Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon, um, all of these different organizations that control the flow of products, goods, services, and information, uh, that is... It's their invisible hand. It's the invisible hand of the provider and um, not the consumer. So one of the points I want to really surface up, and I'd love to get have somebody on the show and, and really argue this point or, or really dig into this point, is that uh, what about the invisible hand of the consumer? Now that we have the technology available to be able to crawl this information, index this information, and use algorithms to filter this information, why are we not in control of the discovery? Why is discovery exclusive to the distributor? So why don't we have an ecosystem, a marketplace of discovery tools where we can go in and dynamically change the algorithm to best fit our needs? I'm a individual. I have certain tastes. I grew up in certain areas. So, uh, and I'm not saying to not allow Google to have the ability to have their own discovery. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is that Google, Amazon, all these players, they should not have exclusive reign over it. So if I want to be able to choose a different algorithm to search their database, I should be able to do it now, there's the argument, is that, well, they're the ones that are actually accumulating this information. They're storing this information. They're managing this information. So, why wouldn't they be the proprietor over that information? Well, there's a couple layers of this. One is public information. So, when I have the emergence and I put this podcast up on the web, that's my public information. That's that's something that I am putting up. So, google facebook audible.com that's owned by amazon is taking this information putting it on their servers and then they have an exclusive right over how that information how my podcast is going to be found now our talking to my friend tim McLean, who's been on the show before is uh he talks about the fact that uh well that is the mechanism of the web of the internet is that we really have the privilege, which I, you know, I, I agree with. And now he wasn't disagreeing with me, but I like the way that he is. It, it, it. Not really argues with me, but back and forth is that he likes to be able to see all sides, which is really, really good. And the fact that, okay, that side is that if I want to be found, if my podcast wants to be found, then I give my public information over to the indexes of Google and Facebook to allow them to use their discovery tool so people can find my podcast. That makes sense, right? Well, there's that layer of that. We're moving away from a free market, which I guess I argue we've never really truly had a free market. We should move towards that, but we have a more influenced market than we've ever had, I believe, because of these technologies because of these algorithms that are steering us towards the information goods and services that the provider, the producer wants us to find. HBO Max wants us to find the movies that they've acquired. Not the filmmaker. Um, Google, you know, wants you know, to be able to control how we find the movies that that they feel would best interest their Advertisers that coming through Google. I mean, of course, that's the market. That's the way that it works. It's, 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 that's the glorious free market. So is that really the best path forward? Yes, it is my public information. Okay. Perfect example of this is that my episodes are ranking better on Google through Audible. Audible, which is owned by Amazon is linking to my Episodes, And whenever I do a a generic keyword search embedded inside the episode, Audible is usually coming up above my website. It's, It's ranking above everything else usually. And the thing about Audible is that you click on that link and then you have to have an Amazon Prime account to be able to access it. So they are effectively putting my podcast, Public Information, behind a paywall now see that that really that really helps surface this concept is it's my public information i never gave amazon the right to be able to put my podcast through a paywall i don't advertise on my on my podcast i don't even ask for sponsorships and uh Maybe sometime in the future, as it grows, I might weaken to that, um, and that's not a bad thing to ask for advertising, but I'm really trying to keep my web my podcast available from any type of influence. I want it to be purely uh, an exercise in um, sharing information for the benefit of the connected the people that are connected through technology to explore their potential. Audible is taking that and putting it behind a paywall so you know here's my Argument is that having an ecosystem. So now you have the distributors, you have the Googles, you have the Facebooks. Okay. They, they take their servers and they manage the information because they're, they're an effective cog in that wheel for us to be able to discover. Um, so, and they should receive a part of the advertising or the subscription, um, fees involved, but I argue and I know for a fact that, that Google is never going to give this up. Facebook isn't going to give it up. Amazon's not going to give it up. So that's a utopian dream. But as we build in the future, we build new tools. We should build where these indexes that there, there's different layers, I believe, is that you take the information of you scrape the web of all these computers of my podcast and everybody else's information that's out there, and then you put it into an index and you map it, and then that should be a service that's provided. Yes, they make money, uh, and maybe this is something that is a, uh, it's more of a collective uh, deal to where maybe there's public funds that, that uh, take this public index that then you could have discovery tools that would map to that index, and the you could have competing discovery algorithms that would be made available to the consumer, to the public, to the people to choose how to search those data sets, especially the ones that are data sets of public information. I just don't see how you can argue the fact that public information should be Able to be exclusively managed for discovery. Now, Google should have the right to have their own algorithm. My my point is, they shouldn't have the disc- exclusive right to it. You know, so just imagine and. This is where I'm trying to get to. I want to really talk to people on the on the 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 building side, the technology side. How does this work? Is that is that's what the Solid Pod team is really doing to some degree uh, with their Solid Framework? Or you know, is that what uh, Mark Nadal, who I've had on on the the show before with the peer to peer through GunDB, uh, I never really had a chance to talk to him about that level of it because at the time I really hadn't thought that through. And so these technologies, uh, I really want to understand a better sense of of where that's coming in it, and is this a practical idea? And, and whether it's practical or not, I, I fundamentally believe it's a way that we should move. That would lead us to a free market, is where the uh, invisible hand is the invisible hand of the consumer. The invisible hand is the invisible hand of the people, of the stakeholders that are involved in acquiring the information and the services and the goods. So let them, because we're not letting the invisible hand of our own interest and our own desires that are intrinsically residing inside of us command the market really isn't that what it should be shouldn't we be driving the market of the things that we buy that the the information that we consume what we're reading the movies we see shouldn't this be driven by our interests and our desires and our situations uh our our invisible hand isn't that what should be driving the market as opposed to these providers and producers? influencing us and pushing us to the things that are going to make sense for their profit levels and their profit lines um, and their bottom lines really and and so there's I know there's going to be some holes in this and and I agree with it but there's a lot of holes in the current influenced market that are being driven by five or six uh billion and trillion dollar companies it's just not right it's it's not it's not it's not what Will allow us to explore our potential to grow and now you say that okay it's better for the provider they know what the consumer needs uh, Walmart knows what you need to buy and you're putting your pantry uh, and what toilet paper you buy because based off of the profit motive that they they they've got it for us you know pat us on the head and they've got it for us they decide for us well is that really what if we are in command of the things that we want to buy? Wouldn't that actually put the mark, push the market to where the companies that we're buying for, buying products from and goods and services are really nat- naturally rewarded? That's true competition. When we have com- competition and discovery, that's putting that lever in the hands of the people and that's going to reward the businesses that truly deserve our our business it's not being it's not being painted and rendered by profit motive it's being painted and rendered by people motive and uh and it's truly based on the individual but it's this thing that when you root discovery to the interest in the situations of the people You're, you're not only doing this, uh, Ayn Rand individual, you know, society objectivism to me. It's, it's really bringing us, it's, it's rooting us in our individual potential, but then it's the competitive, competitive forces that then can take us and then we're helping ourselves and we're helping each other. That's kind of, that's how I'm tying this in with the ideas of the emergence. It's not just about building a society of individuals. It's about building a society of, of people working for themselves and for each other and more of a community approach, but not in a community approach controlled and managed by power, whether it's power from the left or power from the right, power from business or power from government. It's power that is really driven and manifesting from within and i know that i've really been thinking about this lately is discovery if you unhinge discovery from that exclusive control of the provider and the producer maybe that is a mechanism that could help drive a better market now there are going to be some caveats with this i know it and and you know how do you how do you handle in this utopian vision that i'm talking about which i really don't believe it should be there's no such thing as perfect but what about the things of how information is controlled? So just because we control it and it's coming from us, then how about uh, the information that is censored? So who's in control of this information once we have these discovery tools? So say I have a choice of a 100 discovery tools that's open on the open market. And I find a discovery tool that I like. Well, that discovery tool is still going to filter information that I like or not like. So am I self-censoring or will you have radical hate groups that will go ahead and find the, the information that best serves their interests? And now they connect with other people and turn them on to that tool, that discovery tool that best foments hate. So that is a major issue, but here's the thing. All right. Well, Twitter is now in control of that. So Jack Dorsey, he's the one. So Google, is Google supposed to be the one that's responsible for this? Give it over to the government. So yeah, Facebook's supposed to be the one to censor. So it is a difficult question. It is a difficult problem, but... It's also you gotta think about what resides currently. When Jack Dorsey tweeted about the fact with the with the mask mandates is that, you know, if you guys follow the mask protocols, maybe we'll give you an edit button on Twitter. That's one steel sticks in my crawl. It just really pisses me off when I think about that. Is that so he owns this algorithm, he owns the ability for me to engage with interesting people that I like, and he you know twitter and their shareholders are deciding whether i get an edit button no that's bullshit it really is i, I want to be able to then go and find my own discovery tool and crawl twitter the way i want to crawl twitter you know screw them it, it really think about the essence of this is that yes censorship is going to be a problem but could we not focus on building better tools to allow us to do our own digging and you know maybe we are responsible for our own censorship maybe these hate groups will come in these hate groups are there anyways so what are we going to do we what would we would we rather have this place this facebook where they decide how covid is going to be administered and believe me i i've got my vaccine i I believe it, no problem. But I have seen some things where, where Google and YouTube and Facebook are selectively, uh, deciding what we see. So once we get past COVID and we have another national crisis, so are these tools going to be the ones that are going to decide what we see based off of, you know, teams of experts and, and I, I, This is the slippery slope where I'm afraid that we go is when we lose control over our information. Now, what we should have is I want to find a discovery tool that has better sourcing. Every single thing that is, I want to go and find a discovery tool that has a powerful sourcing mechanism attached to it to where everything that is cited as a poll, as legislation has some kind of a source to a .gov or a .org. Now, does that mean it's perfect because the government? I know some of my homies in AJ, uh office are going to argue that one. Um, and I, I, I see it. I see it. But, you know, at some point, we're going to have to trust. I mean, so it, there is some point of when these people are... are, Who is putting in the most effort to source data? Who is putting in the most effort to find, at least dig towards what the truth might look for? Because I know, I believe the truth is subjective, but putting in the work. You know, a meme is not enough work for me. A meme shared on Facebook is not enough work for me to validate a a component of truth, uh, period. I'm sorry, it just isn't. And uh, so my discovery tools i would like to have them with a really solid sourcing mechanism behind it to where i you know, maybe we have more of an open uh connection of people that are questioning information and they put their their efforts on it and then we can i can look at that and get a better idea of uh, the truthfulness of it uh these are hard questions people they are but would you just rather mark zuckerberg and jack dorsey have the command over that these private enterprises that are worth trillion dollars is that is that what we want is that where we're going so i believe fundamentally that the the things that we should be working on moving forward are these hard questions and here's going to be the big question that is going to be asked of this theory. And I mentioned it in Tunable Web episode is that, boy, that sounds hard, Paul. That, that sounds difficult. <laughs> I'm going to choose from a hundred algorithms. Are you kidding me? I have a hard time choosing my cereal in the morning. And I agree with that. That is, I've, I've had that said to me so many times, I can't even tell you, is that people don't want to work for their information. But Okay, so we have this open community of, of these algos that are, we can choose from to search a data set. Well, at some point, maybe the competitive algo discovery providers are, are able to Finally, give us a tool that actually it's not so hard. Maybe it is a little bit of work to go and find the tools, but maybe my friend that I met and says, hey, man, check out this discovery tool. This is really doing well for me. Well, why is it doing well for you? Yeah, you know what? I can source it and yeah, just try it out okay i tried out and maybe that's my discovery tool and maybe i find out that that discovery tool starts to go in towards a direction that i don't like and then i find another one you know i can choose the tires on my car why can't i choose my discovery tools more effectively you know i don't have to buy a new car every time i get a new tire so i it's just it's just we've got cars and we've got for our information and our services and products and there's like 5 of them that we can choose from really that's that is not a free market. I want to really start to bring this to the top to where I can finish my essay. So I'd love to have people that really come in and, and maybe help me think through these ideas and they talk about current technologies i'd love to get somebody on from the solid framework i'd love to get mark nadal on again um, and uh, maybe talk about these ideas and uh, you know shoot me down on some things uh, maybe find some pockets of truth there but uh I just fundamentally believe that we're living in an influence market, even though there are great things that we're finding. YouTube can be great. Facebook can be great. Google can be great. But there's enough controls over the influence of what I'm finding to where, as we move forward, if we keep on going in this direction, we have five or six companies that are in control of this. And then we put the AR goggles on, the AR glasses, I just like in the last episode um, with Rami Kala uh, talked about that a little bit is it is only going to get noisier it's only going to become more influenced and it's going to become to where we are truly going to be directed and what we are buying and what we are seeing what we're listening to and what we're watching and that is not exercising our our full potential the market as it is Is not exercising our full potential. I believe that if you separate discovery from distribution and it's not exclusive, again, Google can have their own discovery tool. No problem, but we should be able to have other ones. We should choose. It's choice. Why, what is the problem with the invisible hand of choice, the invisible hand driving choice of the consumer of, of the, uh, of the user of information of people, so that's where I stand on this. Just still looking to kind of dress some ideas and and uh you know, I'm just vamping on ideas. This is not refined. this is just at the uh, core i'm I'm searching. I want to search for ways for technology to tap into the potential of the individual so it fulfills ourself ourselves and it fulfills others that we come in contact with to build a more robust community that is less controlled by business and government forces and in more control of ourselves so that's my rant and I hit almost a half hour. I know you probably can't take more of this. Uh, so I really appreciate and uh, anybody that's been listening, I appreciate you listening and I would love to have feedback. You know, PaulDuplantis at gmail.com. Um, send me feedback and, uh, your questions. If you don't agree with me, you do agree with me. I do give a shit about that. I really do. I, I want to hear, uh, opposing points of view. I just don't want to be called out, uh, in a meme style. I want to be like, if we're, if we're going to argue, let's argue intellectually and let's get deep and call me out on specific things I would love it I would absolutely love it so thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon